0: What is up, DGA efforts? It is Lauren here. I am doing a podcast episode for you solo because a I felt called to record this today, but also Jenna and I are really deep into our own personal healing journeys right now. And part of that healing journey that we've really discovered about ourselves is that we really want to run our empire, our business, demand growth, act fearlessly. A little bit differently leading into this new year of 2022 instead of always having to do everything together we want to still do things together you'll still hear from both of us on this podcast probably most of the time but we also want to embrace our own individual spirits and souls and be able to allow you our listeners to get to know each one of us more so individually because there's a lot of power in that. We both offer a lot <laughs> in our business and to the table, and we both we're both actually very different. Funny story: we actually have both of us have this app on our phone. Highly recommend downloading it. It's really really cool. It's called the Pattern. That's the app name, and basically you enter in your birthday, your time of birth. Um, I think that might be that might be it, and it basically has these little messages for you on a daily basis that kind of correlate with, I think, more so your human design. And it'll tell you what patterns you're kind of falling in, depending on the moon phases, your human design, like I said. I don't know. It's just really interesting. And I love reading them every day because it just I don't know, brings me a lot of insight to my life and empowerment. But anyways, on this app, you can actually run these things called bonds. So Jenna has the app on her phone. I have the app on my phone. You can do this with like a romantic partner too, if you wanted to. And I can friend her on this app and then I can run a bond between the two of us. And it tells us, you know, how much we have in common, how our relationship works together. What strengths do we have together? What, you know, what do we need to be sensitive about with each other? Lots of good insight. But basically when we put our information in, or when we ran this bond, it was like, This is a very unique relationship and there's this, um, it'll also tell you how much you have in common and (laughs) we literally are polar opposites. It's so funny. Like this, there's like a little pie chart that tells you like how much you have in common in terms of like similarities and it's like the skinniest little sliver of pie ever and we were like, wow, this is insane because I feel like we're so much alike, but also (laughs) were not. I mean, I talk a lot about human design within this episode. I talk about my human design and how I'm kind of living by my human design and how I used to not live in my human design and what that looked like. And it's funny because our human designs were not the same. And I'm someone who needs a lot more rest and she's someone who can kind of go go go. There's also a lot of other differences between us, but I just thought it was interesting like, "Oh my god, we have such a unique relationship." because we're so different and we bring so many different things to the table. And it's like, well, why have we been running our business for so long where we aren't putting a big light on each one of us individually, but also putting you know, a shining light on us together? It's like, wow, we have this power. There's two of us in this business. There's two of us that are running this. And it's like, we need to embrace who we are as individuals. So I'm on here by myself today recording this episode. So this episode is more so my story, my healing journey process, where I'm kind of at right now, um, and how I'm really shedding old belief systems, what that's kind of looking like for me, and also how you can shed old belief systems if you're feeling like there's some things being held within your body that don't feel good. Maybe you're experiencing some weird like pain, Um, if you are experiencing pain that's unexplainable. Maybe you've gone to the doctor and nobody can tell you what's wrong. Um, that's your body trying to signal to you that something is not in alignment. And for me, the longest time that was in my chest, I was having really bad pain in my chest and nobody could tell me what it was. I went to my chiropractor. I went to my primary doctor. Um, I don't know. I talked to somebody else, a physical, Oh, my physical therapist, I talked about it too with, and everyone gave me different answers. Like, Oh, it's probably this. Oh, it's probably that. Oh, it's probably this. And they would always give me these things to do to like help, like these physical things to do to help. And nothing helped (laughs) basically. And when I started doing my healing work that I'm doing now, I'm not kidding you. I don't have pain in my chest. Now I am experiencing a little bit of pain in my back, but I know that that now through my healing journey is stress that I need to start releasing. Um, But it's just interesting that when you start your healing process and you really start to look at your body as more of a messenger than anything else and something that you could truly lean on intuitively, you're going to start picking up on how it's responding and what it's trying to tell you. So basically in this episode, I'm giving you how I'm doing. And also some tips on how you can start your healing journey as well. Um, At the end of this episode, I do talk about an opportunity to help begin and start your intuitive healing, inner wisdom journey, whatever you want to call it. Um, So I'm really excited to be doing this by myself. I do start this episode off. I'm not as nervous now because I actually recorded the chunk of the episode first, and then I recorded the end, and now I'm recording the intro, like do it all really backwards. But I was so flipping nervous to record this episode by myself. Like, oh my God, I've been doing everything with Jenna up until this point. Like, are people going to like me? Am I enough? Like, are they going to be like, where's Jenna? Like, you suck. <laughs> These are all like the dumb things that my my ego tells me to keep me safe. Like, oh, don't be too loud. People aren't going to like you. Don't record your podcast by yourself. People aren't going to like you. They're going to want Jenna. <sighs> so this is like my coming out of here I am. This is Lauren, and I want you to get to know me, and I also want to get to know you, and I feel like this podcast is going to be a great starting point to be able to record my own episodes when I feel called to, and Jenna will be doing the same, but you'll also get the two of us together. All right, let's do this. What's up? What's up? What's up? It is Lauren. I'm actually recording a podcast episode by myself, and I can't even tell you (laughs) or describe to you the amount of butterflies that are in my stomach right now and how sweaty my palms are. I wanted to record an episode alone because I want to talk about some shifts that I have made personally in my own healing, and also shifts that Jenna and I have made together as business partners, best friends, soulmates on another level. So throughout our healing journey, if you've been following along, we have had a lot of, I would say, deaths lately. And if you can't tell, like literally my voice is shaking because I'm going to get into it here in a second. Jenna and I's relationship has been so codependent in terms of our business. And we're finally kind of, we're not breaking up our business at all. We're still business partners, but we're really just finding our own paths within our business and able to use our own strengths and be more seen, more so heard and also be our authentic selves. So the first step for me, well, there was before um, recording this podcast episode, the first step to help break our codependency was to stop Zooming together pretty much every single day of the week and trying to force content out of our brains in order to keep our business running. That's been interesting. That's been a recent shift for us. And It's been kind of magical because we've been able to focus more so on what we truly want as individuals and then come together as a unit and share inspiration and kind of feed off of each other's strengths and also each other's, I don't want to call them weaknesses, but that's what I'm going to call them right now just because that's all I can think of. So anyways, through this healing journey of mine particularly, I have A, noticed that I really want to start working on this codependency, like I mentioned. Um, But also I really want to work on, and I've been working on, finding my true authentic voice and really making sure that it is heard. And I find ever since I had my second son, so I have two boys. I have a five-year-old and I have a 15-month-old as of right now. Super high energy children. <laughs> a lot of freaking work. Really fun. Just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff over here. But when I had my second son, when I say there's been a lot of deaths lately, I don't mean like literal deaths in terms of people actually dying and leaving this earth. I'm talking about deaths within my own ego, deaths within my own, like my own self, like within my own. I don't want to say soul because my soul is always pure. So, yeah, I guess it's ego deaths. My son, when I had my second son, who's 15 months old now, I don't know, like something in the air just shifted and it may have been my higher self. I'm going to imagine that it definitely was, um, or source, or the universe, or God, whatever you want to call it, saying, Hey, it's time to start shedding some unwanted or things that aren't serving you anymore so that you can truly be seen and truly be heard and also really live within your, your human design. So I'm a projector. So if you don't know anything about human design, a projector is somebody who, at least for me, I'm a projector too for. There's these numbers that go with it. I'm not an expert in human design at all, but something I'm definitely interested in learning more about. I actually had a personal reading with one of our friends. Her name is Caitlin and she does personal human design readings. And within that reading, obviously I discovered I'm a projector and I discovered I'm a projector two, four, which the two means that I really value my alone time. And that's where I can be the most creative is when I'm alone and no one is around me, influencing me. And then the four means that I also do love to be social. So it's like, great. I have two contradicting things. Um, but I've, I'm the life of the party. When I am in a social environment, I'm just like, can talk to people, no problem. I get along with pretty much anyone in the room. Um, I bring out the fun in people. So I can see both of those sides. When she did this reading, I was like, "Huh, that's interesting because I do absolutely love my alone time. And I noticed that when I am alone. I get all these ideas and I get really creative and I can actually write things. Writing is something that's very difficult for me. But when I'm alone, I can actually write a caption for a post or I can write an email. Um, I can record a podcast episode like this by myself and not overthink everything. But also when I get in a group, I just have a fucking blast. I don't want to brag, but I'm a pretty good time. I'm a pretty good time and I can bring out the good time in you. So if you ever want to party, hang out. I'm your girl. Um, So I don't really know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of letting this kind of go wherever my soul wants it to go. But through learning about my human design, I've noticed that the way that I had been living my life was not by my human design. So a projector, at least in my case, needs a lot of rest. And... (laughs) Growing up, rest in my household, my family, and also in my friend group was not really valued. It was actually looked upon as being weak. And I even remember sometimes being out with my friends like, you can sleep when you're dead. And I would just be so exhausted. Like you guys, I just need to recharge. And then also, you know, my, my parents just being like, you got to keep working. You got to keep grinding. You got to keep doing these things to get where you want to be. And Even coaches. I was a, you know, I was an athlete. I played, I played golf, which is hilarious. Um, because I am not, not that golf is hilarious, but I don't have the patience for golf. Golf is not not for me. Um, I did golf, I did volleyball in middle school, but then I played softball basically my whole entire life, and I even played softball in college. And I mean, that whole experience was we don't rest. We just go hard. We lift harder. We run more. We practice for four hours a day. Then you have to go to class and you have to study your ass off. Then you have to get good grades and you have to show up again and you just grind your ass off. And I had been living my life like that forever, honestly, until recently. And I'm still working on it. It's so fucking hard for me to rest. It's so hard so hard. But I can feel my body literally screaming at me like you need to stop. You need to stop. You need to take a break. You need to take a nap. You need to sit down in silence. You need to go fucking meditate. You need to go tap. You need to read the fuck lax. You need to relax. And so recently I have been really trying to honor my human design of needing to rest cuz when I recharge and I prioritize my rest that is when I'm able to do good and offer really amazing things into this world and help, help people and help other people heal as well. But if I'm not prioritizing my rest, then I'm forcing things and I'm repelling and I'm even repelling myself because I'm hating what I'm doing. And then I'm just back in the cycle of like trying to force things, trying to overwork and then it's not working or maybe it does work for a little bit, but then I don't like it. This whole thing. And I loved in my human design reading, um, the picture she kind of painted for me as to what I am like in terms of what my projector mentality is like is a picture, two telephone poles and a wire obviously connecting them. And I'm like a bird that sits on the wire. And imagine there's a bunch of people down below this wire. And I sit up there and I fly down And I help redirect people like, oh, no, you're not going the right way. We're gonna have you go this way. And we're gonna, I'm gonna teach you this and you're gonna do this. And then I have to fly back up to the actual wire to rest and to recharge. And then I can come fly back down and do some redirecting and then fly back up and rest. And honestly, when I learned that about myself, my first reaction was, oh, that's cool. That's cool, I'm like a little wizard bird. Like I just fly down. And I can help redirect people because as a projector, um, projectors can really see the big picture. Um, They're able to really zoom out on situations and see more long-term, bigger picture than they don't. It's easier for them to not focus so much on the nitty gritty details and get sucked into that. We can actually see, oh, no, actually, it's fine. This is what's happening, but we need to do a little tweak here. You need to go this way instead of that way, and then it's all going to work out. So when I first learned about that, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Look I'm this little like wizard genius bird who can just come in and swoop in and help people. But the resting part pissed me off. I was like, God, fuck, I don't want to be this bird. I don't want to be this bird that goes down and helps people and has to go back up and rest. I want to just keep going down and doing my thing and, you know, whatever. And I'll just rest maybe occasionally. I don't want to keep coming up to this thing and having to recharge. Like I'm going to miss out. I have a fear of missing out. I've learned that about myself. I feel like if I'm not constantly doing, 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 then no one's going to see me. No one's going to hear me. And I'm going to be alone. And that's one of my biggest fears is just being alone and losing the people that are closest to me and losing out on opportunities to work with people that I love. And so what I'm slowly realizing (laughs) is that the more I push against my design, the more I'm creating that in my life the more i'm creating the loneliness the more i'm creating the loss that i fear so much and it's funny because when i when i was on this human design call and i was told all of this like i said my first reaction was yay this is awesome how cool but my second reaction was why can't i be like a manifesting generator or a generator basically those people are just have energy for freaking days mind you my oldest son is a generator And my youngest son is a manifesting generator. No wonder they trigger the absolute fuck out of me. And my oldest son just wants to go, 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 go constantly. And I can already tell my youngest son is going to be probably worse than that. Like just constantly never tired, just has energy for days. And meanwhile, I am like, um, I need a nap probably every two hours, or I need to at least go to a silent room and for like 20 minutes, every two hours a day so that I can recharge, that I can come back and be present and be happy. So I was pissed. I was like, why am I a projector? This is so annoying. But as I've been trying to live my actual design, like I said, it's been challenging because I've been conditioned to do the opposite. I'm starting to notice, A, my energy levels are Higher than they've normally been. I definitely still need my rest though. But what I've also noticed is that there came this time after I had my son, kind of coming back to the beginning of my story. After I had my my second son, I have two boys. After I had my second son, and I was experiencing all these ego deaths. And some examples of some ego deaths that I deaths that I was experiencing was I didn't want to diet anymore. And that was like my go-to thing was I was a health and fitness coach. And so I used to teach people how to diet, how to lose weight. Um, That was my livelihood for a while. And I had an ego death with that, that I no longer ever wanted to help a single soul lose weight again, um, because it was so detrimental to me to have that mindset of wanting to even lose weight. Um, And like, that was like my life's mission and my life's goal. So that died. And that's where I started my intuitive eating journey. Um, Some other deaths in terms of like, knowing that i was in hustle culture and that i was running my business in a very hustle culture way and i was also running my life in a very hustle culture way that had to die it's taken a while to die it's been dying it's been in the process of dying for some time now but it's definitely getting to the point where i am really trying to embody a my human design but also really trying to embody what i want to help you with, what I want to help our our future clients, our soulmate clients with is I want to embody somebody who values rest and play and being creative and all of that without having to kill yourself, without having to be the man, without having to grind. And for example, today, well, my kid had, my oldest son had COVID Um, Not too long ago, probably like two weeks ago, he tested positive because kids at preschool had it and he started having symptoms. So we tested him and he was positive. None of us tested positive, surprisingly, no idea how. Um, My youngest son didn't test positive either, either, but he also got sick, got pink eye. And I feel like ever since I've had two children, my life's been kind of a tornado of nothing stays the same. Um, and that's something that I'm really dealing with right now, because prior to my second son, I was very rigid, very military with my routine, very military with my schedule. And now that I've birthed the second amazing human into my life, all of that has been literally crushed to smithereens. Okay. Like literally like take a hammer to my perfect glass box life and just smash the shit out of it. (laughs) That's what it feels like. And I'm grateful for this because I'm starting to come home. And when I say come home, I'm starting to learn how to come home to me, to my body, to my intuition, to my own inner wisdom, to my heart, to my gut, to what I truly love to do and love and who I love to be. And for so long, because I was so sucked into the conditioning and sucked in to the hustling and to sucked into not living by my truth and by who I authentically am. I never really truly trusted my own inner wisdom. I always was comparing myself and I was always trying to do what somebody else was doing. Um, because I never thought I had the answers. And I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but I'm sure some of you definitely can. But I feel like now that I've smashed that, let's say, that glass box, oh man, it's been fucking hard. I'm not gonna lie. It has been, it has been a road. It's been challenging. Basically, and I said this on Instagram the other day, basically Everything, pretty much everything that I knew and or believed in deeply has been flipped on its fucking ass. And for example, the whole religious aspect of my life. So I was raised Baptist and it was very, um, at least this is what I remember. It was the religion that I was raised in was very fear-based fear-based religion and so basically like if you don't perform an act a certain way or believe a specific thing then you're going to hell and you're going to burn forever and that you know you better do the best you can here because that basically is your fate <laughs> in the next life or whatever and it was very um very strict now i didn't really live a very strict life cuz i was rebelling against religion um but My family, you know, was very strict. At least my dad's side was very, uh, no alcohol, no cussing, no, basically like you're a nun. Sex is horrible. You only have sex when you're married, but sex is horrible. Um, You know, you you need to be this good girl, this pure girl in order to be loved by God. I could go into a whole podcast episode about my religion and, and the deconstruction I have. And maybe I will, because Jen and I are really starting to shift the way that we run our business. And instead of doing every fucking little thing together, we are going to still be a duo, but we're going to be able to be ourselves too and do our own thing, which is exciting. So anyways, um, back to the the whole religion thing. I don't really even know where I was going with that, but I had experienced these boxes as I was growing up that I was living inside that I thought was, I was going to believe this forever. And I even remember we went to, um, when I got married or when I was engaged and we went to like marriage counseling, we met with my husband's Catholics. We met with his priest and I was Baptist. We met with our, my pastor and I remember my husband, the priest that we met with was, you know, talking to me about what I believed in religion and all the things. And I was so rude to him. I remember I was so rude. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I don't care what you say. I'm going to believe what I'm going to believe till the day I die. No one can change my mind. Literally no one. And I remember the uh, the priest looking at me and he said, I just, I know you've heard this saying before, but seriously, just never say never. Um, Typically what I've learned in my life is every time I say that, (laughs) it always ends up being like, if I'm like, I will never do this thing. I always end up doing it at some point. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm discovering. Um, So it was funny because he, he said, you know, don't, (laughs) don't say that. Like you never know. And I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't know anything. I believe in God. I believe he died on a cross for our sins. And I believe, and I was very ruthless about it because I had so much fear that if I wasn't, I would be burning in hell because that's how I was raised. Um, but basically after I had my second son, holy shit, like that stuff all came to the surface. I I knew something was wrong when I had my first son. But when I had my second son, like shit just started bubbling up. So I started my religious deconstruction journey, started my intuitive eating journey. I started learning about my human design. I started doing subconscious healing, which has been fucking phenomenal and helping me rewire patterns that I keep falling into, which has been phenomenal. I've been doing EFT tapping. I've started today. Literally was the first day I did kundalini yoga, which was uh, amazing. So... I want to wrap this podcast episode up. Basically, today was just my coming out day of Lauren. Uh, yes, Jenna and Lauren are still a, a unit. Yes, Jenna and Lauren are still the creators of Demand Growth Act Fearlessly. Also, we changed our Instagram name to at demand underscore growth underscore act underscore fearlessly. Super long. But we are no longer at Social because that just did not encompass the growth that we have made. So we change it to be our podcast episode name. But I wanted to record this so that you could hear me and me only. And I'm sure Jenna is going to get on here and have her own individual take. But I just wanted to give you a glimpse into my healing and into where I'm at. And the reason I want to share this with you is because you might be feeling the same way. You may have experienced some type of life change or life event. I feel like that's typically when these rebirthings and these deaths happen. So like the death of an old belief system and then a birth of a new one typically happens around like some big life changing moment. And for me, that was giving birth to my second son. But I wanted to share this with you because if you're feeling this, so the the emotion and the feeling that I was that I've been feeling ever since I had him has been kind of this like confused feeling of like, where do I go and what am I doing and who am I? Like, who am I? Seriously, what do I like? Like, what do I actually enjoy? Like, holy shit, do I even like fitness? Like, I don't know. I was so obsessed with exercise and dieting for so long. That's all I could fucking think about. And now I give two shits. Like, I love taking care of myself. Don't get me wrong. But I could give two shits about talking about that anymore. I feel like that stuff bores the fucking, it bores me to tears to talk about fitness. (laughs) Like, it seriously does. And so, like I said, if you're feeling confusion and asking yourselves those questions that I just put out there. You might be feeling angry or sad. Um, just know that if you are feeling these things after a big life change, that is good because that is you growing. That's you being open to different possibilities. Now there are times where a big life change could happen and you try to push those feelings away. Where you don't want to feel them and you try to mask them and distract yourself from them. And so you stay stagnant and you're in this really weird place where you feel kind of dead inside. And I've been there too. But this time when I experienced this big life change, I felt all the things and I'm still feeling them, but I'm not hiding anymore. I'm not pushing them to the side. I'm not distracting myself so that I don't feel the things. I'm letting myself feel it. And I'm letting myself really, truly, for the first time, prioritize me and my mental health. And so I'm gonna end this today with I just want you to think about it. What emotions and what feelings have you been avoiding feeling and why are you avoiding feeling them? And I encourage you to lean into them. I encourage you to feel those feelings because it's gonna help you grow. All right, I need to get off because I have a meeting, this is so exciting, um, with some other healers. We are actually hosting a retreat, an in-person, in-person healing retreat. Right now, the location is possibly gonna be at Lake Tahoe, California. So exciting, never been there. If you look pictures up on Google, holy shit, stunning, beautiful. Um, We're going to actually meet today and talk about the mission behind the retreat, the vibe behind the retreat, who we want to join us on the retreat, and what do we want to offer, all the things. Um, So I got to go because that meeting is now. But I'm sending you all the love, all the healing vibes so that you can really start trusting your own inner wisdom, trusting your own intuition. And starting to love yourself. I wanted to throw this in at the end of the episode because I started thinking that if you related to any part of my story, especially the part where I was talking about having a big life change and feeling all of these emotions and not knowing what to do with them and almost feeling overwhelmed by them, and maybe you have this urge to want to push them away but you know deep down that you need to feel and you need to heal. But you're like, how the hell do I do that? (laughs) This is great, Lauren. I'm glad that you're on your healing journey. And I'm really glad that you're finding all these things out about yourself. But also, how do I do that as well? How do I recover? How do I let these ego deaths actually die and rebirth an amazing life for myself, with my my new way of thinking, my new way of feeling, my new way of being. And especially if you're a mom and you maybe have just become a mom, or maybe you've been a mom for a while, or maybe you just had your second baby. I just know this from personal experience, the amount of ego deaths that you have after each child and also through each phase of their life is absolutely insane and can be very overwhelming. And it was for me and it and it still can be. But I want to offer you a way that you can start healing and a way that you can start calming your nervous system, repatterning your subconscious mind so that you can live the life that you truly desire and that's really going to fit where you are in this phase of your life. So we have a course right now. It's called The Intuitive Healing, Rewiring Your Subconscious, this course. It's amazing. It's a course that I've actually taken myself and we built it. We actually built this course with our personal subconscious healer. Her name's Jenna Brown. She's an inner child expert as well. We actually hired her one-on-one. So I'm gonna, when I say we, I'm talking about Jenna and I. We actually hired her one-on-one to work with us on inner child healing, healing masculine wounding, also subconscious healing. And we're like, oh my God, <laughs> like you're You've helped us so much within our healing journey, and we want to be able to help our clients as well. Will you create a course with us so that we can help people shed old belief systems and be born into this new, amazing version of themselves that feels authentic and blissful? And so, this course is really designed to help you heal your subconscious patterns that are keeping you stuck in any type of shame spirals, or stuck in pushing your feelings to the side. During this course, you will dive deep into the why of your cycles, learn to love your shadows and what they have to teach you, and subconsciously rewire your brain to love yourself, your body, and live in grace. This course has four modules, and the first three modules are more so educational, teaching you about your mind, teaching you about your nervous system. And teaching you about inner child work and shadow work. And then the last module has so many amazing processes. Throughout this podcast episode, I talked about EFT, tapping, um, Kundalini yoga. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, But just some other processes that I've been using in order to help me heal. And within this course, we have so many at your fingertips that you can access straight from your phone and do in the car do at home when your kids are driving you nuts, do this at work, do it in the morning as part of your morning routine. This is the ticket and the key to really starting your healing journey. So if this is something that you're like, I need this, I want to start healing, then click the link in our show notes. I will put the link there. It is called intuitive healing, rewiring your subconscious. All right. Until next time.